welcome back to the second string pod. Hope everybody had a great weekend. You're doing well. Weeks off to a hot start. You're getting shit done, kicking ass, taking names. Hope you're having a nice lunch. If you're maybe it's lunchtime, maybe it's dinner time. Hope you're eating well, maybe exercising, hanging out with friends. But that's enough with the pleasantries. Today may be the most dramatic, important, shocking episode in the history of the second string podcast. Find out what happens right after this this break from our sponsors. Thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just finished watching The Bachelor, though. So I'm in my... That was my Chris Harrison. That was my Chris Harrison. The most dramatic episode of the podcast yet. But for real, this is... To put it in perspective, let me... Before we I even start or let you know what it is today, you could probably guess what it is today. And if you can read, you already know because you've read the title of the episode. But if you can't read and you you just have no intuition about anything, let me just preface it by saying this. We're a minute into this podcast. I just sat down, had a cold glass of water, primed my throat and mouth for speaking. I'm already sweating. It's the middle of winter. There's snow everywhere. I'm wearing a t-shirt and some sweatpants. I had to roll my sweatpants up and I can feel myself sweating just thinking about what it is I just sat down here today to tell you people and to do the message I came to deliver. If you don't know me, if you know me, you know, I'm a sweater. If you don't know me, newsflash, I'm a sweater. I don't know what it is. I wear deodorant. Um, I shower regularly. I wear all kinds of normal clothes that I don't think as far as I know are sweat inducing clothes. I sweat. I don't know what it is. I, Listen, if I have a few cups of coffee, you would guess that I just swam a 100-meter breaststroke. I just sweat. It is what it is. Deal with it. No shame. Maybe when I was like 16, 17, 18, you'd be like, oh, sweating. And I'd be like, oh, shit, that's embarrassing. I don't give a fuck anymore, to be honest with you. It's part of me. I can't help it. It is what it is. You're going to make fun of someone who who was born without a leg because they don't have a leg. So why would you make fun of someone who sweats, even though they do everything in their power to not sweat? (laughs) Um, it's actually not that big of a deal, but I do just sweat. I think more than the average person anyways, huge, huge episode today, probably the most important show, easily the most heartfelt show I've ever done. Now that's not saying a ton. It hasn't even been a year, but still point remains very heartfelt, very emotional topic near and dear to my heart. Again, if you haven't guessed what it is at this point, go to the doctor, get your brain checked. You may have CTE. But it it is it is an important one. What we're gonna talk about today. So I I did just say I watched The Bachelor. That will not be until tomorrow. So if you're here for The Bachelor, I'm sorry to break it to you. We have bigger fish to fry. Tune back in tomorrow and I'll go all I'll go all in on The Bachelor. But today it's sports. It's Detroit sports. It's my favorite athlete in the history of this city, in the history of my life. He wears number nine. He is a former or I guess technically he still is a Detroit Lion, but he is very soon to be a former Detroit Lion. It's Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford, I should say. Pardon me. Matt, I'm sorry. Matthew, I'm sorry. It's Matthew Stafford. I don't even know. See, this is where the issue is. So I I freestyle most of these. I kind of just sit down and start talking. I don't have a massive team working with me. Laying out, all right, talk about this than this. So I don't really know where to start. I don't have this structured or pre-written out. I just kind of sit down and go. 
a lot of things happened for the Lions this weekend. A lot of things happened. A, Dan Campbell, I think this was on Friday, Dan Campbell was announced, press conference of the ages, talking about biting kneecaps off, punching people in the teeth, saying, you guys have heard all this talk, you're tired of that shit, I'm here to, we're going to play tough and see what happens. New new GM, Brad Holmes, new coaches, new DC, new OC, Anthony Lynn from the Chargers. He turned Herbert into a superhuman. What can he do in Detroit? DC, new running backs coach, new secondary coach. All these guys, all this stuff is happening in Detroit. All this stuff happening for the Lions. Everything I read, one after another, great hire by the Lions. Big, big pickup for the Lions. Coaches are running to Detroit to play, to coach with Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, people's told me before he got the Lions job, the one thing you can expect is that coaches and, and the staff around him will be elite. Nothing but good news. Fairy tales, sunshine, marshmallows, and cotton candy. It, it was nothing but joy in the 313 around Friday, say 6 p.m., 7 p.m. It was nothing but good news. It was great. Saturday rolls around. I'm just doing what anyone does, what any old guy does on a Saturday. I'm sitting around with my friends, playing a little beer pong, what of it, having a couple Bud Lattes, not sponsored, but Bud Light if you're interested, listening to some music, chatting it up, talking about sports, talking about this, that, and the other. Maybe you have some college basketball going in the background, got some money floating around, an average Saturday, a great Saturday, hell of a day. My friend, we were riding high. Everyone, everyone there was riding high, feeling good. This is what Saturdays are for. They're for the boys, as stupid as that sounds. But it was a great day. Everyone's feeling themselves. Got a few brewskis in you. You're feeling maybe on the pong table. You haven't lost today. Like, you're feeling good. That's where I was. That's where I was. Now, I got slaughtered on the beer pong table, but I love playing the game. So I was still riding high as ever. And then sit down. I don't even know what time. Maybe 4 p.m., 3, 4, 5 p.m. Felt like late afternoon, early evening. Sit down. Newsflash comes across the screen or on Twitter. I don't even remember where I saw it first. Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions have agreed to par ways this offseason. Staffy, no ill will towards Detroit, no ill will to the fans, nothing like that. He doesn't really want to be here for another rebuild. Can't blame him. Can't blame him at all. If you blame him, you're an asshole. You can't blame him. He wants to go be competitive. Listen, he's done it all in his career. He's got records. He's the fastest to 40,000. He's the fastest to 200. Like all these, he's got all those stupid little stats that you can put on your nightstand at night. He doesn't care about those anymore. People know. People who know football know what he is. He's proven himself. He knows what he is. He's done with the personal accolades. He's tired of that shit. He's seen what the personal accolades get you in Detroit, and it doesn't get you anything. Gets you a couple playoff appearances. He doesn't want to sit around for two, three more, who knows how many more years of being terrible, accumulating draft picks and young guys, and then trying to win when he's 36. He's 33. He's not getting any younger. He said, I've done it all. I'm a competitor to the nth degree. I'm not going to be playing much longer. You'd have to assume. I mean, he the arm is fucking rocket-powered. The arm looks like it hasn't lost a thing since the guy was 22. But 33, he's taken some shots in Detroit. He's gotten banged up. He's had a few injuries. Probably got, what, two, three, maybe four good years left if he takes care of himself, knock on wood, barring any big injuries. Probably only got a couple more good years left. He doesn't want to sit around through a dumpster fire, through instilling 
his fucking 50th playbook through sitting through another culture change. He doesn't want to sit through all that. This dude knows what he's got. He knows this is why I love the move from Stafford to now I'm going to get to the sad sap. I can't believe it. I'm depressed part. We will get there, but this is why you have to respect it from Stafford too. This isn't any old guy saying, Oh, I want to go like delusionally saying, Oh, I want to go compete. Matt Stafford knows that the guy's arm is made of fucking vibranium. He understands that he sees the clips. Like he, that throw against Tennessee this year where he looks the guy, he's not even looking where he's throwing and he throws it between like three defenders. Like he remembers that. He understands what he's capable of. He knows that he's the fucking real deal. And he guess what? He also knows. He knows all these little rats, all these little know-nothings who don't watch the Lions on Sunday, who just look at the stats and look at the fact that he's never won a playoff game and run to their phones and their friends and say, oh my God, Matt Stafford stinks. He doesn't want a playoff game. He's not that good. He's okay. He sees that. He he. You think he doesn't know that? You're crazy if you don't think he's heard all that shit. He, dude, this guy in like multiple different categories where it's like fastest to this, fastest to that, most this. He's amongst legends in the. There's one stat I saw the other day where it was like just him and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is like a top five quarterback to ever throw a football. Matt Stafford's in that category. It's. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, end of list. There's other like he's beating he's beating guys like fucking Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees to like fastest to this many yards. Do you get you've heard those names? Manning, Brady, Brees, like you, people are familiar. He he knows what he can do, and he said, you know what? I've wasted maybe not wasted. He pro, he's such a class act and such a great human being. He would never say wasted. He would say. I've grinded it out. I've spent 12 years in Detroit. I have nothing to show for it other than a couple of cool things I can say about being one of the best quarterbacks statistically in NFL history. That's all. But you know what he wants? He wants that big fucking piece of metal you put around your ring, that big piece of metal you put under your pillow at night, and all of a sudden you had insomnia before, now you're out in two minutes. That's what he wants. He knows what he's capable of. He knows he goes to a contender, i.e. Indianapolis, San Francisco, maybe Washington, all of a sudden, he looks at those teams. He says, you throw me in. Wait, I go to 49. Kyle Shanahan gets to be my coach. Uh, yeah, we're going to murder people. And I get that defense? Wait a second. Why would I sit through three years? And As much as I may love Detroit, as much as he has said himself, he wants to win. He wanted to be the guy in Detroit to break the drought, to bring us the Super Bowl. He knows what that means. He spent time here. If he would have won one here, he would be a god in the city. If he won one here, that dude would have fucking everything. He'd have a play structure named after him. He'd have a football field, a basketball court, an ice cream shop, probably be a street somewhere named after him. This dude would be a legend in the city, in the state. He understands that. He said, I only got a few more years left. I know I can win a Super Bowl. I know I can win a Super Bowl because he's fucking right. He can win a Super Bowl. He's looking around the league. There's three, four, five teams. I got a pretty good roster, and they've got absolute bums throwing the pigskin for him. He says, why don't I just go replace that guy? Uh, we're probably going to win it like five more games than any of those teams won this year, and we're going to make some noise in the playoffs. You have to respect it, and I respect him knowing. I respect him knowing what he's worth because he could have easily said the opposite. He could have either in the back of his head, he knows what he is. He knows he's elite. He could have easily said, you know what? My kids are growing up here. 
I've lived in Michigan the last 12 years. I'm familiar with the area. I got friends here. I love Detroit, all this, that, you know, I'm only going to play for a couple more years. I'll just stick it out in the Detroit. Hey, maybe if we're lucky, Dan Campbell figures it out quick. We compete a little bit while I'm still around. You never know. Maybe we get lucky, make a run, fairy tale ending. He could have easily said that. I don't want to move. I got to do this. I got to moving's annoying as shit. Imagine how much stuff Matt Stafford has. I'm broke and I have so much stuff. It makes me sick. Matt Stafford is a hundred millionaire and he's got three or four little kids. That dude's got shit all over the place. That guy's got boxes of stuff that would fill up my entire house and he's got to move. That's a pain in the ass. He's got to restart new front office, new ownership, new coaching staff, new players, everything, new playbook. He's got to hit reset. You know how easy it would have been for him to say, ah, fuck that. I'll just, whatever, dude. I'll just hang out in Detroit for a couple more years. If I never win anything, the real ones know what I was and those idiots saying, oh, he was never good to win a playoff game. He can't be that good. Fuck him. He could have easily done that. But he didn't because he knows what he's made of. He's a fucking competitor. If you don't know at least that about him after watching Detroit for 12 years, then you don't know anything. He's a competitor. He wants to win. That's why you play the game. He didn't play the game to be the fastest to 40,000 yards. He played it to win Super Bowls. I respect the fuck out of this move from Stafford. As sad as it is, as as weird as it's going to be to see him in another jersey next year, I respect it. It's one of the reasons I love him for it. He's not going to bend – almost said bend over. I didn't mean that. He's not going to roll over. He's not going to bend the knee is what I was going for. He's not going to just say fuck it and toss in the towel. He's still here. He's coming for it all, baby. That's one of the things I love about the guy. I respect it. I'm happy for him. Listen, to a degree, I'm happy for myself because I love him so much. I want to see him win almost as bad as anyone. Like, still, give me a Lions Super Bowl over a Stafford with whoever Super Bowl. But it's going to go Lions Super Bowl and a, a notch below it. I hope Stafford wins wherever he goes. It's going to make him happy. It's going to make me happy if he can get it done. It's why I love him. It's why I love him. The fact that he could have taken the easy way out and gone down. Who knows? I mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer. You look at the stats. I don't know how you can say he's not. He's one of the best, statistically one of the best 20 quarterbacks of all time. I don't know how he's not a Hall of Famer either way. But three more seasons, somehow he wins a Super Bowl. There's no way you can deny it then. And as a Stafford supporter over the last 12 years, being a guy, Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, fighting off hordes of these idiots who have cashews for brains, I want it to happen because, A, I love the guy and I want him to be happy and find success. B, I can't wait till the day he wins one in Indy or, or San Fran and I go on Twitter and my friends that were down him, downing him saying he was never that great, I can't wait to rub their fucking face in Matt Stafford's 50-diamond, 100-carat ring. I can't wait for that day. So for those reasons, I'm excited. More than anything, for Stafford alone, Lions aside, like trying to win a Super Bowl in Detroit aside, all that aside, I'm happy for Matt solely because of him not because oh it's probably a good time for the lines to reset and rebuild oh maybe we can get a first or a couple seconds accelerate this rebuild a little bit for him none of that i'm happy for him because 
he's capable of it. He knows it. I know it. Anybody fucking that's watched the guy play knows it. He wants to win, and I want to see him win. It'll be, listen, him winning somewhere else, if he can do it, will be the closest Lions fans ever get to winning a Super Bowl, maybe in, in my lifetime. For sure, certainly in my lifetime up until this point. But in my, I'm 23. Until I'm 80, Stafford winning a Super Bowl may, with the Colts or someone maybe the closest I ever get to win, my team winning a Super Bowl. Like, that's where I'm at with him. That's where I'm at with him. And the shit he's done here, like, leads the NFL in comeback drives from the time he entered. The plays he's made, some of the throws he's made coming off of injury, the clip, I can throw the fucking ball if you need me to throw a fucking ball. Get off me. He's pushing the medical staff off him as a rookie on a 2-14 and 14 team. He knows we don't. He knows the season's over. He knows it doesn't matter if he goes in that game. He knows he should probably sit out and be healthy and make sure nothing else happens. He doesn't give a fuck because he signed up to play for Detroit. He signed up. He knows what it takes. He knows what he is. He's not gonna. If he can throw the ball, he's gonna throw the ball. In his rookie year, he's doing stuff like that. He's helping create the legend of Megatron. He's putting up stats. He's making these outrageous throws. Every weekend and week out, teams come to Detroit, have a lead in the fourth quarter with a minute left and like ice. Matt Stafford says, I wouldn't be so sure about that. The dude was a legend in this city. The dude was a legend. And he should have a playoff win. The Dallas game, again, another, anybody who watched that game, that penalty is the most egregious, blatant display of, of fixing a game if it exists, which I'm like semi-convinced. That's the most egregious, blatant display of it I've seen in my life. Jerry, Roger Goodell made a call, said Jerry Jones and the Cowboys need to win this game because I like money. They picked up the most blatant pass interference I've seen in my entire life and cost the Lions a playoff win. That's a fact. That's just a fact. So you want to get all, oh, he hasn't won. Listen, he should have won. And guess what? The Cowboys lost on some horseshit the next week to the Packers. We don't get scammed. We don't get scammed against the Cowboys. Uh, fucking addition by subtraction, ipso facto, we beat the Pack. We're in the NFC Championship. Obviously, a lot of hearsay there. A lot of, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Point remains, he should have a playoff win. That, play, that pass interference was... It to this day makes no sense. It it makes no sense, and it never will. On the lion side of things, on the lion side of things, it is good. I am. That's why. That's why. Although very sad day, very just like I can't even believe it. To be totally honest with you, I'm more at peace with it because it does make sense for the lions. I said it before the before the year ended. You know. If any a time was going to come where Matt Stafford doesn't wear Honolulu blue, it's going to be after this year. It's for the best for him, for his career, for his happiness. It's probably the best for the, the Lions. It's a win-win-win. Every like this is the best situation for everyone involved. It's just it's sad. It's sad. It, it really is. I made the comparison a while ago. Not similar. No one's dying, but it's like when you have a dog you love. The dog's fifteen years old. They they're shitting themselves. They can't walk. They can't see. They're running into walls and posts and stuff. You love the dog, but you don't want to see it suffer anymore. It's it's time. It's a love something. You let it fucking free. We love Matt Stafford. It is time for him to get his shot somewhere that hopefully they're not going to fail him. Somewhere where even though he is a generational talent and the guy's arm, he's no Pat Mahomes, but their arms are, are you could compare the arms. 
he's going to go somewhere that doesn't expect him to do it all himself, win games himself. They're going to bring him a defense. They're going to bring him a run game. They're going to say, hey, Matt, listen, you're tired of carrying fucking 9 million people in Michigan, including your own organization every year. While you're here, we're just going to – just worry about you. We'll take care of the rest. We'll get you a defense. You won't have to worry about scoring every single time you touch the ball because your defense doesn't stop anyone and your fat rocket scientist coach doesn't understand. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about having to throw it 60 times a game because your run game couldn't pick up a yard if their lives depended on it. Don't worry about any of that. Don't worry about any of that. Don't worry about missing on draft picks. Don't worry about that. Like, we're going to take care of you, Matt. You just throw the ball when we need you to throw the ball and everything's going to be kosher. That's where he's going. Lions-wise, it's time to reset. We're not going to have a winning window. I know there's a lot of hype, and I'm pumped about Dan Campbell too. I fucking love the guy. I don't know how you watch that opening presser and not love the guy. He was absolutely electric. I think there's a lot of optimism, a lot of hope. People are kind of, even though it's been like a week since he we found out he was going to be the coach, people are starting to be like, all right, this Dan Campbell guy, like he's assembling a staff. He's got Anthony Lynn as his offensive coordinator. Aaron Glenn from New Orleans is a defensive coordinator, secondary guy. Jeff Okuda is like seven on seven coach in high school. Like hopefully he can figure th- some things out for us. He's hiring people. The crazy thing is he's hired Deuce Staley as our running backs coach. I saw a thing today. It like he Deuce Staley chose us over the Chicago Bears. Talk about a guy with some pull, Dan Campbell. Over the Chicago Bears. No, it's not like that's the Kansas City Chiefs. He's not going into fucking Heaven's Gate going to Chicago. But that's a big brand. That's a bigger city than Detroit. That's a huge market. It's the Chicago Bears. That's an iconic football brand. They got a. I mean, they got it more figured out than we do right now. They at least have a defense. Maybe Mitch isn't the answer, but they at least have a defense. And he said, "Eh, nah, I'll go to Detroit. Start this thing from all the way at the zero. That's important." That Dan Campbell pulled that guy from the Bears again. It's just the Bears, but I mean, if I. If I was in a co- if I was a coach right now looking for my next job, like, do I really want to go to Detroit over Chicago? Like, we're you go you come to Detroit full well knowing like you are going to be really bad for at least one, two, maybe three years. Like, we're gonna be really fucking bad unless we draft Zach Wilson and the guy comes out of the gates cooking. But even these rookie quarterbacks this year, Herbert Burrow, these guys that were playing unbelievable, their team still won like five combined games. Like they were on awful teams regardless. I know there's a lot of hype and optimism around what Campbell's doing and like the new regime and Stafford's gone, new era. Like there's a fresh, like a breath of fresh air in Detroit. I understand. But it's going to be bad before it gets better. Like we're, it's going to be bad these next year, two years, unless we pick up one of these rookie QBs and and they hit the ground running. That's the only way I don't, that's the only way I can see things in Detroit being all right fairly quickly. Other than that, it's going to be bad here for a while. So I love the optimism. I think it's good to be hopeful. If we don't have hope, we're fucking lions fans, dude. If we don't have hope, what do we have? So I'm, I'm happy, you know, let's reset. Let's restart all together from square one. Hopefully we can find a young quarterback who can hold his own. Hopefully we don't pull a Bears and pick the next Mitch Trubisky. That would hurt. That would fucking suck. Hopefully we figure it out, get our right guy. But hopefully we can flip Stafford for maybe a first, first and a second, couple second. Like get some draft assets for him. You know, 
Let's let's accelerate the rebuild. Let's use Stafford to get some players that can help us that are part of the future. One way or another, if we're not if we're not at a championship level team around Matt Stafford in the next three years, odds are like he's probably not going to be part of when this team's competing, even if he stayed in Detroit. So it's a smart move. It's a business move. It's the right move. Now, Matt aside, it's the right move for the Lions as a franchise. Get what you can for them. Get some assets. It's a new day in Detroit. Move forward and move on. I mean, it is what it is. It's sad. I love the guy, but it is what it is. We're going to take a quick break, tell you about Anchor, best podcast app in the game. And then um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Stafford, just like, I don't know, I guess what he means to me. That was kind of the more analytics, the football, like what I think. I don't know. I just want to talk about it. I mean, the guy's been the quarterback in Detroit since I was 10 years old. 10 years old. So, I don't know. I just want to talk about him for maybe at least like five minutes, maybe 10. Um, and then talk a little bit about uh, the AFC NFC championship this weekend. And then the Red Wings got absolutely clowned in Chicago over the weekend. I don't want to spend too much time on that because there's not a ton to say other than we fucking suck apparently. And um, I'm going to get angry and even more sweaty. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll go for another 10, 15. We'll see. I usually say that and it goes 20. So quick break and we'll be back with all that. (sighs) All right. The sad part. This, this could be this, a memoriam to Detroit lion, Matt Stafford. That's what this is going to be like a eulogy of Stafford's career in Detroit. Also, I feel like I could write a hell of a speech about Stafford. I guess we'll base it on what I put down right now. But Matt Stafford, if you're listening, you ever need a speech about you, maybe your daughters are getting married and you can't find the words, I'm your guy. Just send them my way. I'll write something up real quick. Make it a thousand words or less. No sweat, pro bono. You name it, you got it. Now that that's out of the way, a memoriam to Matt Stafford's career in Detroit. I said it before the break. The biggest thing, this dude – Matthew Stafford has been the quarterback of my favorite sports team since I was 10 years old. I'm 23 right now. This dude played through injuries. This dude was shoving medical staff off of him so he could throw the damn ball if they need him to throw the damn ball. This dude played this year. His ribs were, they were evaporated. He didn't have any. I don't know how the guy was standing up, let alone playing in a football game. And you know what he said after? He said, the reason I played is because I'm the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, and that means something. He just under – he got it. This guy, he led game-winning drive after game-winning drive. When everything around him failed, he prevailed. Like, this dude is the definition of a guy you want to be your team's quarterback. And he was mine. He was ours for the last 12 years, since I was 10. Since I was 10, every Sunday I'd tune into my favorite team. I live and die by this team. They lose, I'm depressed. They win, I'm elated beyond your wildest dreams. This dude led the charge. He like I was like a fragile little bird, and this dude held my heart in his hands. And he took great care of it. He busted his ass to keep me out of harm's way. He played through injury, through broken bones and torn ligaments, just so I could feel something every Sunday. And now he's gone. Not to mention... He's like the coolest guy in the world. He drinks beer faster than anyone I've seen in my life. He's got a hell of a smile. He seems like a total like bro guy I'd love to go get a beer with and just talk about whatever. The guy, the guy is like the definition of who you want your quarterback to be. 
and he's gone. 12 years, man. Since I was 10 years old, he's been the guy, the face of my favorite franchise ever. I was a quarterback. I played quarterback. No big deal. Fucking, I can throw a pigskin too. So, like, in a way, too, I'd look at this guy and be like, God damn. Like, I want to be like that guy in a way. I know it sounds corny. I, I, I hear what I'm saying. I know it's corny. But, like, it's kind of true. The guy was a leg- like a living legend in Detroit. I, I'll never stop until the day I die. Honestly, when I'm on my deathbed, I guess if I get married and have kids, I'll probably think about them last. But the second to last thing I'm going to think about when I'm taking my dying breath is what if Matt Stafford would have won a Super Bowl in Detroit? Like, I swear to God, it'll be the one of the last things I think about. I'm obsessed with the guy. He, There was nothing. He was playing amongst, amongst trash for so many years. And he still made the Lions watchable every week. He still made us competitive. He was injured playing in games that had no effect on the season, no effect on the playoffs. And he said, because I'm the, I'm the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, that's why I played. Because when you're the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, that comes with responsibility. That means something. Like the dude understood. He knows how f- hungry, how starved this city is for a winner. And not just a winner. We've had the Red Wings. We've had the Pistons. Tigers couldn't get it done, but we've had some great teams there too. We are starving for a winner on the football field. It's a football city. Detroit, when the Lions are good, like even those those few playoff runs he had, it's different here. I swear to you. I, If he would have got it done, can you imagine what this place would be like? Like he knew. He knew how bad we wanted it. And he felt that he wanted it bad too. There's Dan. I saw a thing of Dan Orlovsky today talking about him, saying he's had conversations with Stafford where Stafford said, like, I want to be the guy that wins in Detroit. I know how bad they want it. I know what it means to this place. It meant something to him to be the guy who delivers it. Like, how can you not love that guy and say what you want about, oh, he could never win a game in the playoffs. He was bad against good teams. All that shit aside, I could argue for fucking the rest of my life against that, but I won't right now. All that stuff aside – you can't look at what Matt Stafford did here. You can't look at the body of work. You can't look at just his mentality. And what I've said, the dude's playing injured. The dude, after his defense fails him time and time again, is leading touchdown game-winning drives with 20 seconds on the clock. Like, the throws he was making, this dude was doing remarkable things. Remarkable things for the Detroit Lions. And... They never caught up to him to reward him. They never paid him back. Like, man, it it just, being someone who, like, I love the Lions so much and I want them to win so bad, having a guy like Stafford where talent-wise, like, you, you know he's capable. Like, you know he's the guy. Dude, for the last 12 years, we've had the most difficult position in sports figured out. We've had the quarterback figured out. You know how many bad quarterbacks there are in the NFL right now? Half these teams in the playoffs had shitty quarterbacks. Like, that's how fucking hard it is to find a good QB. We had it figured out for 12 years, and we could never figure out the pieces around him. And he still was busting his ass every single week for 12 years. He still believed. He still 
there were there were, there have been a few times where he could have jumped ship and said, "I want out. I want to try to win." And he still stuck it through. He was convinced we could build a winner here. He wanted to be that guy. Like he just got it. There's no other way to put it. He just got it. Since I've been, since I can like remember watching the Lions, honestly. Like I vaguely remember Joey Harrington and John Kitna <laughs> in those days, vaguely. But since I really remember where it was like fucking Sunday in and Sunday out, I'm planted watching the Cats. Since I can remember, he's been the guy calling the shots and running the show in Detroit. For my favorite team. Oh, man. It's hard to put in the words like how crazy it is that he's not going to be wearing a Lions uniform this year. It's surreal. Like the first time I watch him play next year, I'm going to follow his team by the way. Like they're the Lions. I'm going to watch every single game they play. Watching him play in different colors next year is going to be one of the weirdest, most foreign things that I've ever seen, to be totally honest. Like I'm sure the first time it happens, I won't know how to. I'll. I'm going to be like sad, dude. I'm going to have a pit in my stomach. I'm going to have a pit in my stomach the first time he throws a ball and his home turf isn't Ford Field. Like I'm going to be I'm going to be hurting a little bit to be honest. Like this dude has been he's embodied the city like the mentality for 12 years. He's been excellent for 12 years no matter what. He could have made excuses. He could have said this and that. He could have asked out a long time ago. He could have been a diva. He could have done so many things that a lot of other guys would do, and he didn't. I mean, look at Tom Brady. No, He's the greatest of all time, and he's had a great career, and I like Tom. But, like, sure, he did win six times in New England, but look at what he did. To, like, he just fucking up and left New England. They they still like would have been a contender with him. I mean, they were asked this year. I don't know if it's because they didn't have Brady or what. Probably not as good of a team as Tampa, Brady aside. But still, like, he could have stayed there and tried to win, and he just, eh, nah, it's been fun. See you guys. Like, Matt Stafford stuck it out as long as he possibly could. It's 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 wild. It's sad. It's sad, man. I love the guy. I can't wait to watch him succeed, but it's crazy. Since I was 10 years old, like, over half of my life, he's been the quarterback. The, the half of my life where I'm, like, a functioning human and I – I remember things and have feelings and emotions and shit like that since I've been an avid sports fan. He's been the QB here. It's crazy. Football city, like, oh, man. It's sad. I'm going to miss the guy. It's sad. We already talked about if it's good, bad, all that shit before, but I just wanted a little heartfelt moment for Matt Stafford. I love you, Matthew Stafford. I will always love you. I respect that you got to do what you got to do. I will always cherish our time together sad but you know all great things must come to an end I guess it is what it is it's depressing it's like it's like a girl like that you've been hanging out with but now you're going to one school and she's going to the other and now it's like we just have to go our separate ways you loved hanging out with them you loved every second of it but it's just time you go your separate ways this might hurt more than that to be totally honest I haven't had a ton of like breakups really which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably a little bit of a bad thing on my part <laughs> or it looks bad for me. But what I have had, emotional moments with with females I liked, this Stafford thing might hurt worse than all of those combined. I mean, this is going to fucking hurt, man. This guy has been my girlfriend for 12 years. I love the guy. <sighs> all great things must come to an end, though. All right, enough about Stafford for this one. I'm sure as the weeks come and – 
the Lions make moves. I guess Brightside, we, we got a chance for Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, this new front office, Chris Spielman. We got a chance to see what they're made of. Like early on, fucking day one on the job, and you got a massive task at hand. You got to move the franchise quarterback and get assets back and set a plan in place to replace them. Brightside, we can see what these guys are made of. Hopefully they get a nice return and give us a little bit more to believe in. And I'm sure as things happen and once that happens and he's dealt, I'll talk more about him and how much I'm going to miss him. But you know you know what it was going to be today. You knew. After the Stafford news, I talk about the Lions. I love the Lions, Detroit sports. Like You knew I was going to come on here. I was going to talk about Stafford. All great things must come to an end. I love you. I love you, number nine. Okay, moving, moving, uh, moving topics. NFC AFC Championship. Not a ton to say. Um, the Pat or the uh, the Packers Bucks game was fucking awesome. Brady is a machine, man. Going to he's on some LeBron stuff now. What is this? His tenth or like I think it's his tenth career Super Bowl appearance. That's insane. Almost half of the years he's been an NFL player, he's been in the Super Bowl. That is absolutely absurd to think about. Good for him. He's a legend. The greatest ever do it, no doubt. That Tampa Bay team's nasty, man. That defense was hounding, hounding after Rodgers. They were – Shaq Barrett was a fucking man possessed out there. a Rodge, brother, left a little be, little to be desired there. I See, it's tough. Packers, a Lions fan here, like I should be like, fuck the Packers. I, I'm so happy they lost. I should. I kind of liked Aaron Rodgers. I wanted him to win. He's same, like he's similar to Stafford. He's getting up there. Was he 35? One of the best quarterbacks to ever play. One of the best talents to ever play, if not the best talent. Maybe not anymore with Mahomes, but like a top two, top three talent, just purely from throwing a football I've ever seen. Um, he's only got one Super Bowl. They've been great the entire time he's been there. So a little bit different, obviously, than Stafford, but. He seems like he it's like a similar narrative to Stafford where oh he's he's one of the best QBs of all time. He's this, he's that. Everyone loves fucking sucking Aaron Rodgers' dick, and they should, because he's unbelievable. But then you look and you go, he only has one Super Bowl. Like that's not so great. Eli Manning has two. Like you can you can do the same thing to A-Rod that you can do to Stafford. You can look at the postseason success and say, Oh, for one of the best quarterbacks who's ever played, like that's not so great. I, I can name some guys. Rex fucking Grossman, he didn't win one, but he was in a Super Bowl. Like, there's some guys out there that are not Aaron Rodgers that have a Super Bowl. That's the it's similar. It's similar to Stafford, and I think maybe that's part of why I was rooting for him. I was like, dude, this guy deserves. I've we, he's been in our division. I've watched him play twice a year for the last fucking however many years. I know what he is. Anyone who watches the guy knows what he is. He's a freak. It's like he deserves more than a Super Bowl. How how does Aaron Rodgers only have one Super Bowl? I was kind of pulling for him. They lost. It was a great game. Tough look for A-Rodge, too. Brady threw a couple just terrible interceptions in that second half and off both picks, three and out, three and out. That was – that. those drives, I promise you, are something that's going to haunt Aaron Rodgers today, tomorrow, the next week, month, year. Like, those two drives were – Tom Brady was like, here, please get back in the game. Please take the lead. And he just couldn't figure it out. Credit to Tampa's defense. They were great. But still, that's a tough look. That 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 one stings. That one's going to sting, hey, Raj. That was really the difference in the game where it kind of felt like, especially after that first pick, they had a nice return on it, and it was such a dumb throw by Brady. It was like, oh, shit, here we go. A-Rodge time. Like, 
they just woke up a sleeping giant and he just couldn't they just couldn't put it together when it mattered. Matt LaFleur kicking a field goal on that fourth down. What the hell are you thinking, brother? What's the point in cutting it from eight to five? You either go for it and you get it, and you get the two point and you're good. You go for it, you don't get it, you're only down two, and now you need to stop in a field goal. Or you don't, you go for it, you don't get it, you're still down eight, one possession, you need to stop. You kick the field goal, you still need a stop and you need a touchdown. That is some crazy talk. That is some crazy talk, Malafleur. If I was a Packers fan, he's a great coach. Their offense has been great. They still had a great year and a great team, but woo-wee. If I was a Packers fan, I'd be like wanting Matt LaFleur's head on a spike right now outside Lambeau. Um, also, last thing I'll mention about Stafford, but Brady had two, three picks in that game. <laughs> Tom Brady's throwing two interceptions. I can't remember if it was three or not, so I'm going to just say two. Tom Brady's throwing two interceptions in the NFC Championship game and still winning. Imagine a world in which Matt Stafford could do that. Matt Stafford has to play a perfect game against the Packers, and we still might lose. Imagine that. For all the Stafford naysayers and haters, oh, he can't win a playoff game. Tom Brady just threw two interceptions, terrible interceptions in the second half, and his team bailed him out. Imagine Matt Stafford doing that. What would happen if the Lions, if you two picks, the Lions would have said, here's 14 points. Just something to think about. Anyone who's going to say, oh, he can't win a playoff game. Tom Brady threw two of the worst picks I've seen in the NFC Championship. Fucking, uh, he's going to a seventh Super Bowl. No big deal. No one's going to talk about the picks. Just saying. Just saying. AFC Championship. Kind of a letdown, honestly. It was cool. The whole billing, the old, old legendary QBs against the young guys. Josh Allen just did not play well. A couple of red zone turnovers. Never really got in rhythm. And the Chiefs are, Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, you'd think at some point – after hearing about these guys and watching them on tape and playing against them for the last two or three years, you think at some point, easier said than done, but teams would come into Chiefs games like having a plan to stop Kelsey or Tyree Kill, and they just never do. Like they both just fucking tore the bills up. That mind-boggling to me. Just like, hey, those two guys that are always on ESPN and in the news because they're racking up numbers, um, you might want to like, I don't know, figure out a way to not let them catch the ball every single play. Like, but they just don't. It's crazy to me, but the bills never really had a chance. I mean, Josh Allen, I don't know if it was the chiefs defense being great. It kind of felt like Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen, but kind of felt like he just sucked really. Um, just missing throws, forcing stuff. Like you could tell at the end too, he was just forcing it, like throwing to guys that clearly weren't open, kind of got out of his own game got in his head a little bit it seemed like excuse me hell of a season for the bills though he's a young guy he'll bounce back they'll be back i think i don't know like who they're losing and all that but josh allen's fucking awesome so i'm sure they'll be back but man that game was kind of a letdown it felt like from the moment it started i mean they had the fumbled punt miko hardman 9-0 and then once the Chiefs scored that touchdown it was like uh-oh uh-oh they're these guys just aren't gonna look back now and they didn't and they fucking put their foots on their throat and took him out um, kind of a kind of a boring game, honestly, just because like it never really got close. And coming off that Bucks Packers game, which was close the whole time, coaches were making stupid decisions left and right at the end. Brady's begging Aaron Rodgers to take the lead. It went down to the wire. It was there till the end. Bruce Arians, also idiot. Packers intentionally go offsides to reset the chains, and Bruce Arians doesn't decline the offside. Bro, what are you fucking doing? They wanted you to do that. Unbelievable mistake there. The coaching at the end of that game was 
both guys, it's like you really are rich because you make these decisions. Like Matt LaFleur, you're getting paid millions to decide to kick a field goal there, bro. Bruce Arians, you're getting paid millions to accept the penalty. Anyone who's fucking played Madden knows you don't accept that penalty. Wild, wild amount of coaching errors. But the AFC game, it was just, eh, it was just that. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know what else to say. The Chiefs fucking dominated. Pat Mahomes, these guys are, these guys feel unstoppable. I was talking to my friends and it's like, God forbid, knock on wood, unless something happens to Mahomes, like an injury or, or this or that. Are the Chiefs just going to be in every single Super Bowl until he retires? Like, it feels like that. The guys are unstoppable. Oh, you get pressure? Oh, you got pressure on Mahomes? You think you got him? No, he's just going to run around and throw the ball 40 yards. Like, they're unstoppable on offense. It's unreal. It's unreal. I don't know how they're ever going to lose a game the next 10 years. Like, honestly. as long And I don't even think they need Kelsey and Hill. Like, just have if you have one of those guys, I don't know how they're ever going to lose, to be totally honest. So the Super Bowl will be fun. I'm excited. Brady Mahomes, the young, the young guy against the the fucking goat. The young goat against the 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 goat. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited to watch. I don't really know who I'm rooting for. On one hand, like it would be cool. A for Brady to get a seventh, and B, just the whole like he leaves New England and instantly wins, and the Belichick and the Pats suck. And then on the other hand, Chiefs are ramping up a dynasty here. I'd like to see Pat Mahomes just fucking run the table. As long as the Lions aren't in it, aren't in it, I'd like to see Mahomes just win the next ten Super Bowls and be like this. Be like, I remember watching Pat Mahomes. This guy's the most legendary football player that's ever lived. So I don't know. It'll be a great game. I fucking cliche, but I just hope it's a good game. I'll be happy with either team. Cool storylines going for both teams. So we'll see. Last thing I want to talk about today. Ooh, the Red Wings getting trounced in Chicago this weekend, played Friday night, played Sunday night, both games they laid eggs. I don't know what the fuck happened, Red Wings. I don't know what happened to the Detroit Red Wings. Got, coming out of the first four games, we were 2-2 two and two against a couple pretty good teams in Carolina and Columbus. The defense looked solid. Um, the offense was kind of stagnant, but we were figuring out ways to scratch across goals. Like We looked like a competent, real hockey team. We looked like a team where it's like, oh, Red Wings might win some games this year. Then we go to Chicago. It was the 2020 Detroit Red Wings that showed up to Chicago. We're giving up goals left, right, and center, throwing pucks right in front of our own net. We got guys camped out on the doorstep, just nobody on them, just nobody fucking on them. Anthony Manta, that, he's oh man, he's been tough to watch. But that goal they scored, um, it was the game Sunday. Anthony Manta's on the guy right in front, and he just doesn't check him. And the guy sticks down and he just taps it in like, Manta, what are you doing, guy? You're standing right there and you see the puck coming and it's going to be a wide open net. Like, fucking do something, bro. It's de- You're playing defense right now. I don't know. Larkin's been great. I guess Brightside, six points in six games. Love to see him kind of living up to the captaincy role, especially because Bertuzzi's been good. He's been, he's been getting all the chances, it seems like. It felt like this weekend – between the two games, Bertuzzi had like 15 just grade-A scoring chances, and he netted a few, which is nice. Larkin's been playing well despite Anthony Mantha, man. He's been struggling. He has been struggling. I don't know what it is. He just looks slow with it, turning it over, not playing defense, obviously not scoring goals. I don't know what his deal is, but Larkin's been figuring out ways to get it done with or without Mantha, which is good to see. Um, 
Dylan Larkin kind of now embodying the Matt Stafford complex. He's a he's a Bugatti surrounded by a bunch of fucking Fiats. Like we got to get the guy some help. I know help is on the way. Big, uh, big, no fills Adina hurt. I mean, that opened my eyes to him. I know he was great the first four. If you watch those games, you know he was great. He was creating chances. The defense out of him has been, oh, it's getting me fired up. I love watching forwards play defense. He's been great defensively. He's stealing the puck in the offensive zone and just bang, bang chances. He's been awesome. He didn't play. Crazy to me that he was single-handedly carrying this team on his back those first four. Makes me appreciate him even more. Makes me even more confident that, oh, shit, Phil's like people were bagging on him last year. Like Phil Zadina might end up being that guy. He might end up being that guy. He's making the jump, so I'm excited to get him back in the lineup. I've just loved watching him play. Not like obviously he's been one of our best players. Probably our best player, him or Larkin, have been our best player this year. But, man, it's just been fun to watch him play. Like he just looks more aggressive. He looks more comfortable. He's quicker with the puck. Like I said, he's playing defense. He's taking it away. Like he's just he's rounding out his game. He's coming in the form, and it's been a joy to watch. And we were missing a few other guys. No Fabry, no John Merrill on the blue line. That hurt. He's been good, and the defense suffered. I don't know. Again, like is John Merrill the fucking guy that's been holding the back end together through four games? He goes out. All of a sudden, we give up four goals. We give up six goals. I don't know what happened with that. But the most alarming thing, hopefully – you know, hopefully the defense, whatever. We get Merrill back, we get Zadina, we get these guys back. It was just a fluke, whatever. The offense, man, it has been ugly to watch. And even with those first four games when we were winning a little bit, and I mentioned Zadina's creating chances, like even those first few games, it was like we were hard pressed to come by a great four or a great scoring chance. Now, the game we were playing was probably more so let's just fend them off for 60 minutes, kind of like play zero, zero hockey and make like, we'll just score one more than they do kind of thing. We're not guns blazing, but man, I hope we start going guns blazing because the offense all year hasn't been great. And it was non-existent in Chicago, like outside of a couple Larkin, just unreal plays. Like we would have just not scored Larkin fucking put the team on his back in Chicago and we still got murdered. Can't imagine how frustrated he is right now, but I guess bright side, Captain Larkin looks like, I mean, he's 6.6 games. He's playing defense. He's come out right and said he wants to win the Selkie. So it's nice to see he's kind of stepping into his role. Zadina, like I said, he's been one of our best players. He's stepping into his role. Hopefully we get these guys back and figure it out. I mean, we're still a point out of the playoff race right now, So and we're fucking six games in. So I'm not going to like say the, the ship's going down, but brutal showing and – the worst part is Chicago sucks, man. I know they have Patrick Kane, but, dude, they're so bad. Like, that was a team we should have gone into this weekend with the mentality of we're going to win two games. At least We're going to win at least one, but let's win two. And we got swept by a terrible Chicago team. Ugh. Like, I know it's probably in the, in the wing's best interest to just suck again and get another high pick. But after those first games, like, it's encouraging when – you look at them and you look from 2020 to this year and we're like, oh my God, we're not great, but this team's so much better. Like, fuck it. We'll compete. We'll go 500. We may sneak into the playoffs. Like, I'd rather have that, honestly. I'd rather have that than just last in the fucking league fourth overall pick again. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's stupid because we probably do need one more good draft. 
before we really put this thing into hyperdrive and try to win again. But dude, oh, it was fun watching those four games. Like, it's just a fact. Winning is more fun than losing. It's just a fact. Winning is more fun than losing. We were winning there for a little bit. We looked so much better than 2020. It was like, is this team going to fuck around and compete? And then this weekend happens, and it's just right back to last year. Just dumbass turnovers, no offense, so many goals being scored on us. It's like, God damn, guys. I thought we, I thought we were done with this shit. So I don't know. Wings play again on Tuesday against Dallas, which should be fun. Not. But I don't know. Hopefully they bounce back. At least just like play hard, play smarter. I don't know. Like if you lose 3-1, 3-2, I can live with that. I can't live with losing 6-1 and it's over in the second period. I can't live with that against Chicago. So we'll see. Disappointing weekend from the Wings. Hopefully they figure it out. I'll, I'm going to save my Blash Hill rant for another time. I mean, season's still young. Um, things could change. Like like I said, I don't want to declare it a burning ship, but dude, Jeff Blashill, why is the main offense just dump it in? Like our main offense is just turning the puck over. Just dump it in, and then they're going to take it and come back our way. Like, what is that, dude? It clearly doesn't fucking work, so try something different. Like, he's getting to the point, to a lesser degree, but similar vein as Matt Patricia not blitzing, where I'm like, dude, it doesn't fucking work. Try something else, please. It's so annoying, but whatever. I'm going to save my Blasio rant maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks, just down the road if things keep spiraling. There will be a day where I come on here and rip him for 15, 20 minutes if he doesn't figure it out. But, dude, I am so sick of watching the dump and chase offense. Our offense is just turning it over. What the fuck is that? And we don't even do it right. We turn it over, we dump it in, one guy goes, and two guys are just off the puck. Like, here's The point of dump and chase is you get in, the first guy makes it a 50-50, and then the second guy comes in and wins the puck. Like We don't even have a second guy. It's It's infuriating. It's infuriating, but it is what it is. Okay, that's all I got today. Appreciate everybody listening. Like I said, it was going to be sports heavy, and it was. I, I fucking I lived up to the hype. Um, less of a comedic tone today, more of just a sad, like, Matt Stafford's gone, man. I still can't believe it. It's crazy, but appreciate everybody listening. I really do. You guys are the bomb. Also, everyone who supported the new Red Wings merch on the thesecondstring.com had a great weekend this weekend. I appreciate everyone who bought it. Um, looking forward to seeing some people rocking it. I've actually had a few experiences where I run into people wearing it and it's awesome. So thank you to everyone who bought it. Tell your friends, spread the word stuff goes a long way, even though it sounds like it doesn't and sounds corny. It really does. And I appreciate it. So until next time, you know where to find me, Twitter at next second string, Instagram at the period, second period string, the second string Detroit at gmail.com. Once again, appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you tomorrow with the bachelor.